Welcome to the Bad Wives Club. We're back. Um, today's episode is we were not expecting to cry, but we do. So we talk about first time advice for new parents, tips that we've learned along the way. And Lara dives into some serious complications that she had during her delivery with her second baby, Liam. So if you guys are pregnant, we just wanted to put a little trigger warning out there. She does get into some details. Um, we cry a little on this episode and... That's in the last 10 minutes. So stay tuned. Um, the rest of it, we cover some breastfeeding tips, all of that. So hope you guys enjoy. And like we said, we just wanted to give you guys a little warning that the end is emotional. Oh, you're, you're not hungover today. So no, cheers, Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> We're not hungover. Cheers. We're not hungover. I had Adri's dance recital yesterday. So, so it was cute. good. I had a glass of wine or two. Two and a half, but like it was great. I worked out this morning. Laura went fishing. Yes, I know. We've been so productive. Oops, sorry. Did you catch any fish? Yeah, Kiki and I caught one fish. She was so excited. Well, I was like, we better catch a fish here. The boy next to us caught 16. What? <laughs> the Kennys caught one. That's okay. It's oh, the best one. Exactly. It was so little. So cute. She was I so know. proud. Oh, and the pictures of Adri last oh my night. God. Yeah. You guys really make me want to have a girl. Like, when I was watching that, when you sent that to me, I was like, I, I was being, I was literally beside myself. Oh my gosh. It was I the know. cutest thing in the world. It really was the cutest thing, like doing her makeup and she was oh. feeling herself. She loved it. She loved being on stage. Today I asked oh, her, I'm like, so do you want to sign up for dance again in September? And she's like, well, no, I just want to do the recital again. I'm like, you can't, oh. like you need to do oh my the practices leading up to it. That's why mommy and daddy are so proud of you. You, you worked so yeah. hard. So Yeah. We'll see, but I hope she does it again because it was really cute. I didn't want her to so do dance, cute. but yeah, really? I love it, yeah. And her okay. outfit was totally giving off like, right? the, like Taylor Swift vibes with that skirt. Oh, she was killing the it. The costumes were unreal. Yeah. Right? I know. Kelly said the same thing. She's like, they really did a great job with the costumes. Yeah. So. Did Kelly yeah. want to put one on? Yeah, she was so into it. <laughs> the Kelly stayed for the whole show. Adri had like moment. a whole crew of 15 people there watching her. It's oh adorable. God. Love it. So cute. Um, cute. So what are we talking about today? I hope you guys are liking this so far. So I was at a baby shower a few weeks ago and they put an advice, like give advice to new parents. Oh my gosh, on always. The index. And you know the typical, oh, sleep when the baby sleeps or mm -hmm. the, the dumb advice that nobody Or the time goes by so fast, enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. we know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, I really just want to write on this card, um, just in case your boobs feel like rocks and they're about to explode a couple of days after you have the baby, that's normal. Mm -hmm. And oh it's okay if your baby doesn't latch and it's okay. Da, da, da. And I wanted to write your like a million things. Yeah, you yes. should just put your phone number. Like, just give me a call. Just call me. <laughs> it's like, how do you genuinely give a piece of advice to new moms on one little piece of paper? One you don't. You, can't, you almost don't want to be honest because you don't want to scare them. But right. Yeah, I mean, like, it's so hard to just give that one little piece of wait, advice. Wait, so what did you write down? Um, I don't even remember. I think I wrote something stupid like <laughs> <laughs> take a date night or <laughs> something dumb that's, like that. No, that's yes. good. Yeah, no, I said take take a date night when you're feeling comfortable leaving the baby or something like that. That's but a good one. Mm -hmm. It is, but I was my mind spirals and it's like there's so many things that I <sighs> wish I had known as a first time mom that nobody prepared me for. <clears throat> Him, like what? So like what? I didn't want to scare you either. Well, no, I know. But like, I think 
after I had Joseph, the first thing I said to you was like, why didn't you tell me about breastfeeding and like your boobs feeling like they're about to explode? I literally had no idea what Mm -hmm. was going on with my body. Oh, and And the tingling in the boobs when it's ready to feed and suddenly your nipples are on fire. You're like, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. And like when Joseph wasn't latching, having to use a nipple shield. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. So then... I mean, I could have got, I could go on and on about it, but like ultimately pumping. Yeah. So I ended up pumping, but that was almost even worse because you feed the baby and then you have to stay up for another 20 minutes hooked to the wall to pump. And it's almost like another job. So you're like double feeding the baby then you go back to sleep and then it's an, you lose like an hour of, I don't know. It's it's so Joseph would only pump and take a bottle. Or yes. you would do both. No, he wouldn't he latch, only, right? He wouldn't latch. So I felt like I had to pump because I had oh, so much milk. And, and all the pressure me, yeah, for him to get the crazy. breast milk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was driving me crazy. But I was like, I have it, so I might as well do it. Mm-hmm. And it drove me so crazy. And then when I finally stopped and switched to formula like three or four months I was like why didn't I just do this sooner like this is so ridiculous I know I know pumping exclusively is really hard yeah it really is but also when you were going through that and before you had Joseph I feel like there's a fine line between wanting to be honest and tell your friends before they've had kids what the real deal is and not wanting to sound like a Debbie Downer or scare you because everyone's experience is different and that's what I've realized like do I want to talk so much to my friends who like even Kelly, like who hasn't, unless she really, somebody really is open and wants to know. Yeah, that's true. Totally. Sometimes I wonder like, do, do I want to tell her <laughs> yeah, everything? Like, do you really want to know? Do you really <laughs> want to know? <laughs> if you really want to know, like yeah. hopefully whoever's listening right now really wants to know. If not, just like skip on to the next episode. <laughs> Cause we are getting real on this episode yeah. about just things that we wish we knew as first time moms or not even wish we knew. Cause I wouldn't really change that naive right. mindset mm-hmm. that I had at the beginning. Right. But um, we don't put so much pressure on ourselves. Exactly. About. That's the tough part. The funny thing is the pressure is when I had my second, I was like, I'm going straight to formula. I learned my lesson the hard way the first time. And I'm mm-hmm. not going to do that again. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm going straight formula. Tough. Yeah. I told <laughs> Joe, I said, that's what we're going to do. Right. And he's like, sure, whatever you don't want to do. And then I was in the hospital. I was so relaxed. And then Rocco latched. And I ended up breastfeeding for a couple of months. But it's Mm -hmm. crazy. The pressure that you put on yourself can really do a lot to your body. So Mm -hmm. not having a plan and just accepting whatever happens, happens. Totally. If you want to do formula, do formula. If you want to breastfeed, breastfeed. You had a hard time switching, right? Because you were on that. Oh, my gosh. Totally. What did you call it? The, The gut... Um, oh, oh my gosh. The virgin what did I call gut. It? Oh, I Googled. The virgin gut. The virgin gut. With my thir- Why did I do that with my third baby? <laughs> like, like, what's the thing a first time gut. mom does? It's so stupid. Like, virgin gut. I was telling Lizzie about it. And she's just like, okay, trying to be supportive. And I'm like, well, it was like, the middle of the winter. And I'm like, is she going to get sick? Like, if I give her one bottle, is it worth it? A formula? And basically the virgin gut says that as soon as you introduce formula, even if it's two ounces, it ruins. It's no longer a virgin gut and oh, their whole system gets fucked up. My and kids I'm like, are tainted. Yeah. I'm like, so you just, you read these things and you, you talk to people and then you start to get so worked up over what? Right. Nothing. Do I believe that there's probably a lot of great benefits of exclusively mm-hmm. breastfeeding? Of course. I think it's probably the healthiest option. Right. But- is that the best option? No, because 
is it healthier for the mom? Is it healthier for the relationship and for the dynamic? And your mental health. Not if you're yeah. you're struggling. No. no. It's Ugh. like, it's all the same. Like, honestly, as That's long as you're- That's why they said fed is best. Yeah, and it's so cliche to say that, but it's so true. No, it's like, so true. Yeah. I mean, I fed Kiki out of one boob for 10 months. One boob? One boob. Left boob was strong. The MVP, yep. What? Fed her for 10 months. But actually, halfway through it, I started realizing she wasn't getting enough. So that's when we started kind of mixing in the formula along with the breast milk. But- the, the pressure to keep going. And man, my left boob was like a double D. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then my right boob was just like a simple C. <laughs> so did you pump the other one every time? I, would, I, I started pumping the right one just, just to pump it. So on a side note, my right boob has got like a flat inverted nipple. <laughs> <laughs> and for all you other moms out there, it is tough. So I had a flat nipple and Kiki would not latch onto that right boob if her life depended on it. So I pumped and pumped and pumped for a while, but it was so much pressure too. Cause it's like going back to work, I would get to work and I would have eight out of the 10 pump pieces that I needed. And I'm like, Damn Oh, it. those pump pieces. Oh. Looking back, would you, what would you have done differently? Honestly, I wouldn't change it. Like I did it it worked. Yeah. Was it a little bit stressful for sure, but mm-hmm. we made it 10 months and she self-weaned, which also made me feel like a failure. Oh, because really? you you hear all these stories of how the kids they get so addicted to this breast milk, you know, and it's so hard to wean off of breastfeeding. So that was kind of like my mindset, you know, I'm like my body is a temple. She's going to worship this forever. And then all of a sudden at 10 months, she would just start she's like I'm done. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that is Kiki, though. It's I know, that's amazing, oh though. Gosh. Honestly, Delilah, as soon as I started introducing the bottles, like when we went to New York that time and I left her mm-hmm. with my mom, when I came home, I started to notice that she was like, eh, I prefer the bottle, you know? And mm-hmm. so I texted this girl that I know who's a lactation consultant. I'm like, is this normal? She's like, yeah, at the end of the day, babies prefer the ease of a bottle yes. once they get used to it because it, it's less work for them, mm-hmm. which is why they say don't introduce a bottle too early if you want to breastfeed long-term. Oh. And I've heard mixed stories, but that's what the lactation consultant told me. So she was like, don't feel bad. That is so normal. Like once you start introducing a bottle, some babies just prefer it. So she gave me some tips on how I could feed her the bottle to make Ooh. it mimic the breast a little bit more. But I'm like, what Delilah were doesn't enjoy it. So like, kind of like lay the baby, like what Maddie was doing, like oh, laying yes. the baby, like almost like as if she was on your boob and holding the bottle flat so that it's oh. not going into their mouth so easy. They need to work for it a little bit harder. Yeah. So I tried that for like a night and I'm like, I can't do this. Like <laughs> Delilah loves it like the regular way. I'm like, why am I going to do this? Why? Girl? Yeah. Just give it. So I was why? just pumping and giving her a bottle once I realized like mm-hmm. she really prefers this. She would latch in the middle of the night, like for quick feeds, but she wouldn't do long feeds like that. And oh. I'm like, whatever. Would I have changed it? No, because she loved the bottle. And yeah. honestly, at that point, I'm like, I don't want to make her work hard for this. Exactly. Like, so, <laughs> so I just pumped for as long as I could. The crazy part with her, though, was I stopped for like a week and a half. And then I think did we? I think we got COVID or something. Delilah didn't. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, she's going to catch it. So she needs my antibodies. Let's see if I have any milk left. Oh, and I did. And I started pumping and I still was able yeah. to get like three ounces every day, at least to give wow. her, which made me feel good. Cause I'm like, okay, this is kind of like medicine. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of crazy. So I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy yeah. what our bodies do though. I had the guilt with every single baby, but it did not last long. So I will say mm-hmm. if anyone's listening here, like you're breastfeeding, you're trying to wean, you're feeling guilty, whether it's about breastfeeding or something else, 
the guilt doesn't last Mm -mm, and it's in your own head. So just kind of fight through it. And I was talking to you a lot about it and you were making me feel good about it because you were ahead of me with Rocco. Libby's baby is one month older than Delilah. So she was kind of going through everything before me and just telling me like, oh, Rocco's enjoying the formula and this and that. So I'm like, okay, okay, I can do this. And I just, I switched her over and she loved it. She was such a happy baby. That's so good. It's really just you getting out of your own mind and just doing it once and then stop overthinking it. You know, just do the change. Yeah, do what works for you. Do what works for the baby. If the baby's happy and you're happy, then I mean, mission accomplished. So Laura, if you were at a baby shower, what would you say? Yeah, just to give yourself grace. I feel like we're so tough on ourselves to make sure that we're doing it the right way. And then I think this also brings it back to episode one. It's like the the pressure of social media, seeing other moms on there doing whatever they're doing, you instantly think that that's the right way. When I feel like everybody just, everybody does what's best for them. There is no right way. Yeah. It's so true. Like, like sleep training. Let's talk about sleep training. Everybody's like, let the baby cry it out. Let the baby cry it out. Like my kids still sleep in my bed. Yeah, I've they never wake sleep up, trained. Yeah, two to three times a night. And I'm like, what the F? They're mm. three and five. <laughs> Honestly, if they're going to go back to sleep in your bed, get them out and put them in your bed. Yeah. Yeah. However you can sleep, just Just sleep. Sleep Sleep is the biggest piece of advice. However you can sleep, whether it's splitting the night like Jeff and I did, where one of us would sleep in the guest room one night, one of us would sleep with the baby. Because if you don't have sleep, it is just a shit show. Like I turn into a monster. Yeah. Oh, same. Yeah. 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 And like, I don't even need a lot of sleep. Like, like, we're not trying to say like, you're going to get a full eight hours of sleep. But there's something to say about a good four to five hour stretch when you have a newborn. That is plenty. That's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, that's great. You know? But but it goes by really fast. So at first you feel like you're never going to sleep again, but you will. Like when? When? Well, you know, you unless we sneak off to Marabou for the week for the night. No, I know. But it's a different kind of sleep. You know, like, okay, when your kids are older and they wake up at four AM, you easily pick them up and bring them in your bed. Whatever. But like Sometimes with, you know, newborns, it can be a little hard and you might be a little nervous to have the baby sleep in your bed. But sometimes, you know, you just have to prop yourself up. You sit up straight and let the baby sleep on your chest. I mean, I did that a couple of times. Oh, for sure. Obviously, you're you're nervous about it. And I was like, oh, gosh, I can't fall asleep. But then sometimes it's like, if that's how it's like, and these cuddles only last for so long. Like, seriously, like even Delilah. She's not a big in the middle of the night cuddle. It was she she is a great sleeper, so that's one thing. That's good. Um, but I don't really have that middle of the night cuddles with her unless she has a bad night once in a while because she just sleeps through the night. And sometimes I'm like, oh my God, like that little monkey stage where you're just holding oh, them on your chest and you're exhausted, but I see her doing it with Jeff. Yeah. No, she doesn't. <laughs> really? No. Not really. Like, I mean, she does. We cuddle yeah. with her, but in the middle of the night, she doesn't really oh. wake up. So we don't have those moments anymore. Oh. Um, you can have Kiki over. She'll she'll wake you up in the middle of the night, I cling know. on to you. Like well, JJ clings on to me. He comes into my room every morning, five oh, o'clock. I love and the big Just wants to cuddle. Cuddles. I know. Oh, it's the best. Oh, smelling her. I'm like, oh my gosh. Mm, okay, smelling no, you. It's so good. <laughs> I should be like, mommy, smell my feet. Also, like another <laughs> word of advice is that you don't need all of the shit. Like, and I'm just starting to learn this now. Oh yeah. And yesterday was actually a great example of this. Jeff and I got in a mini fight because we got to Easton before the recital, which is 30 minutes away from our house. So we weren't going to turn around and go back. And he's like, did you get the ballet unicorn that we bought for Adri to give her after the recital? And I'm like, no, I told you to grab it. So we got in this mini fight. He forgot the ballet unicorn at home. And he's like, should I turn around and go back? I'm like, no, you're going to miss the recital. 
So he's like, all right. So he runs downstairs, just grabs a teddy bear out of the basement. That's one of the kids. They've had it for years. And he just grabs it and puts it in the car. And after the recital, gave it to Adri like it was a brand new toy. She loved it. Last night, she slept with it. She's had this bear for four years. (laughs) These kids have so many stuffed animals. Like, you don't need to keep getting more stuff. They, you know, know. it's just so true. That's like the Easter baskets. You know, go through your kids' toys that they haven't used. (laughs) Get a basket and throw that shit in there. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Sprinkle it with some M&M's. I need to take this lesson. (laughs) No, seriously. Like That's what I did for Rocco. I was like, I didn't even think about getting him an Easter basket. So I just went through all the baby stuff and I just threw little Elmo and cooking them. <laughs> I'm taking yeah. this lesson. That's a good one. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, you just don't need all of the stuff that they say you need. You don't. And if you get it all, you're going to end up having so much clutter. You do need yes. stuff for every age. So if you're planning like a, uh, your registry, yeah. make sure that you're planning. Okay. What are they going to need as a newborn? Get something. Literally what are they going to need from three to onesies. six months? Get something. Don't get like five things for every age because you don't need it. Right. Even though I am a sucker for um, Instagram ads, I see something like, oh, need it. I know. Oh, my gosh. Same. They're like, Libby, she's an easy target. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then I see an, an influencer post something like, oh, my kid loves this. I'm like, oh, add to cart. Libby's like, you yeah. can save 2% with my code. She's like, what a deal. <laughs> Liz, Liz, you can save 2% if you use this influencer's deal. Look at this great product. She's like, what's that double stroller? It's um, like a random like carrier from God. China. The amount, guys, also, if anybody needs swaddles, I I have 5 million swaddles, the ones that cost $100, the ones that are $20, I have every swaddle. So the copper pearl, just holler. Those were money, money. Oh yeah. The Ollie, the... The Dreamland, the weighted one, every single you one. Know, sleep sacks. Somebody Tell says it works for them. I'm like, I'm in. Go through. <laughs> oh my god, Delilah looking like a little squirrel oh, the other the day. Yeah, oh, what the hell was so that? Adorable. Never heard of that one. It's called the zippity zip. Yes. Yeah, the zippity zip, and she looks so cute, and she loved it. Her oh. biggest thing that does if, she if, suck on her hands? If her no, oh. no, that's the problem. If she's not swaddled, she instantly takes her pacifier out of her mouth and throws it, and then she gets mad. <laughs> So then she wakes up. So I've just been swaddling her so she can't do it. And she loves it. But now in the zippity zip, her hands are just up and she tries to get the pacifier, but she can't get a good enough grip. So she's so cute. Yeah, she slept with it two nights in a row. That's awesome. That's so funny. Or the Merlin. My kids never love the Merlin. Oh my God. The Merlin like scares me. The marshmallow. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, like, are they going to overheat? (laughs) (laughs) So funny. Oh my gosh. Um, wait, you were at Maribo this weekend, oh, spa with Kevin. Heavenly. What, what were you guys doing there? Um, payback for Mother's Day weekend oh. because he left me that weekend. Oh, that was <laughs> nice. Good job, Kev. Yeah, so we went down, we got some massages. I got a nice old body scrub to get me ready for summer. Wow. And then like a body wrap. And then we did like a five course dinner. And afterwards, I was like, can you just send the dessert up to our room? You're kidding. That's amazing. God. And it was just heavenly. We put on those robes, got in a bed. Oh, I, I love filled out the there. breakfast card and literally we stayed in bed until 11 o'clock the next morning oh, <laughs> oh that's amazing <laughs> was like wow. it was great i'm like that's it was amazing. just the perfect reset that i feel like we needed yeah. before jumping into summertime yeah mm-hmm. all the birthday parties coming oh up gosh. memorial day like we have so much going on yeah. a lot of craziness even this like i can't like it's like as soon as I get into a flow of things and then I take something else on my plate, it takes me a little while to get back into a groove. Mm-hmm. You guys know. And then if I yeah. like my routine is thrown off and like that's how I've been feeling this week. Jeff was traveling. I was by myself with the kids and work is crazy. And it's just like I'm back to that 
weird funk that I was in at like month one, month two postpartum where I'm like, shit, things just feel off. I'm off my workout routine ever since coming home from Aruba. Yeah. I'm just kind of in this mode where I feel like I'm not able to balance it all as well as I was doing on like episode one when we we were recording this, I was like on top of the world and it just had to remind myself this morning. And that's why I worked out this morning. Mm -hmm. It's Sunday morning and we always record. So we recorded a little bit late today and I'm, went to the gym and I'm like, I'm not going to wait till Monday to start these things. And, you know, I just need to like regroup, take some time to myself this morning, go to the gym, do our podcast and like really work on it so we can launch it soon. And as soon as I can like get my life organized again, I'll feel good. Yeah. Right now I'm just feeling like things are chaotic and and that happens. The past two weeks I feel like have been like, yeah. Yeah. I think that's super normal. We all go through different phases and slumps and whether it's in the beginning when you're just having the baby or if it's, you know, six months later, everybody goes through that and your relationships are always going to be put to the test. Mm -hmm. So for those new moms who might be experiencing that, don't get discouraged and it's completely normal. You just have to communicate and and you will get through it, Mm -hmm. but there's nothing glamorous about going through that newborn stage and having that intimacy. So you know, just be patient because your relationship will get back to it as long as you put in the time like you and Kevin, you know. Yeah, and you did a date night too. I'm actually getting better at it. You guys both really motivated me to get out of my slump. Mm -hmm. And I I have. Joe and I have never been better, but we, like you guys have heard, we were not like that two months ago. So Jesus say yes. Yeah, saying yes more. You know, I, I did a new thing now where I'm Booking a babysitter out in advance. Like Shout out to Lisa. God sent. So I didn't even have any plans, or Joe and I didn't have any plans, but I just said this Friday, this Friday, this Friday. So that when the time comes, it's like, oh my gosh, this yeah, is so like exciting. Our, we have to go yeah. to dinner yeah. tonight. I know. Yeah. No, having things pre-planned is so key. So it gives you an excuse and a reason to go out. Because sometimes, like I told you guys, I would be so lazy to just want to go out I would just want to stay in and I'm like Mm -hmm. I gotta stop doing that so if I lock in a babysitter I'm committed and Mm -hmm. then honestly I had the best we had the best time like like, it doesn't matter where you go it's just like yeah we had the best night that's awesome we just went down the street but like it was a three-hour break that we had to ourselves and Mm -hmm. we just had so much fun and you're not in your living room like exactly exactly so like you know your relationship is gonna get tested you're gonna it, it might be rocky, you know, but you're going to get back to that. So don't let the stress of not being able to balance everything right away get to you. Because totally. as long as you realize it and you do something about it yep. as the time goes on, then then you're doing everything right. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, totally. I know. Jeff and I have been struggling a little the past two weeks and it's not like struggling, but we're just mm-hmm. not seeing eye to eye on things. And it's because things have been moving too fast. Yeah. He's been away yeah. and I'm ABB's feeling step crazy. Yeah. And like, I'm feeling like a little resentful. I'm like, when he's away, I'm like, you get to go to a hotel and just sleep all night. So like, don't come home and pretend like you're tired. Yeah. Like, that's bitchy of me to say, you know, it's he's not, like working his ass off real. there. Resentments are so yeah. real. Resentment is real all the time. Because mothers time. automatically do more. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that like in a negative way, but Mothers just do more and we feel more and it's we think about exhaustion. more, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's normal to have that resentment because mm-hmm. mothers are always going to feel that extra load on them. So mm-hmm. yeah. the resentment is such a normal feeling. Yeah, so also, we had to, uh, it, it took like a little, like, you know, we had to address it head on, mm-hmm. which is never fun. Like I had to just be that 
crazy Liz version of myself yeah. to be like, listen, this is just pissing me off. Yeah. And why I led with, oh, you leave your shoes piling up at the front door. Like, why did I lead with that? That's like, that, that doesn't <laughs> matter, you know? <laughs> it wasn't even like he was doing anything wrong. It was just, there was a disconnect between him and I. And we had to like, hash it, talk, out. Hash it out, talk about it. And we're so much better now. It, like we were over it in two hours. Yep. It's like just but, being on the same team. We just, sometimes I have to look at Kevin and be like, baby, remember? We are on the same team here. Like, it's yep. you and I against the world right yeah. now. Yep. As we know, Big Daddy is the best, along with Joe and Jeff. Like, they are incredible fathers. Yeah. But sometimes we feel like we need to micromanage them. And if for some things, if something slips through the cracks, it's easy for us to get pissed. Yeah. Right? I literally line everything up for you, babe. How, how can you forget this? Or, you know, how did this slip through the cracks? You know right. what I mean? Yeah. And then we're just, it's mostly because we're hard on ourselves. And too. it's like, then are we overreact overreacting? Yes, we are overreacting, yeah. but these little things bother me. I always yes. tell Jeff, it's the little things mm -hmm. with me. The little things that bother me are valid. Just like mm -hmm. the little things that bother him. I have to respect because those are the things that trigger me. Like mm -hmm. when, he leaves all his shit piled everywhere in the kitchen. I get home and I'm just trying to put stuff away. Like, yeah. I'm sorry that that little yeah. thing caused a big fight, but I always, I warned you. Yeah. And just, you're resentful because you probably want to get <laughs> like, home. Is that crazy? You know. Is that crazy of <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's it not. is so valid because you want to get home and relax and spend time with your kids too. And yeah. instead you just walk into this clutter and you're just like, what the, yeah. Yeah. what the fuck? And yep. I feel like also our husbands know, at least Kev knows that there are things that I can let to the slide that like let to the side and there are things that I actually care about and clutter sometimes I just can't deal with I can't I can't like I don't mind if there's clothes in the living room or whatever if there's shit going on or if the dogs are running wild but I'm like if there's clutter in my kitchen oh, I will like, have to clean that up first before I can focus on anything else in my house I can't go to bed if there's dishes in the sink so sometimes I'm like yeah we're in bed and I'll be like Ugh. I'm just going to go do the dishes and put them in. It's like, I told you I'd do it in the morning. I'm like, I don't need it in the morning. Yeah, like, no, totally. I know. And then he'll get up and do it and be like, stop telling me what I need to do when I need to do it. Yeah. I will take care of it. Take mm -hmm. a step back. And I'm like, okay, but yeah. no, I need yeah. a clean nope, slate right now. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's not that big of a deal. And so I need to learn to just let the small things slide. Totally. But I think you're pretty good at that though, at letting the small things are you? Slide. Mm. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> it's, the small things really get to me. But it also depends on my mood. You know, I put some vodka in my cup today because I was feeling a little anxious. And we, and we didn't get too bent up this weekend. Yeah, so. exactly. I only had three glasses of wine yesterday. Yeah. When? So... I had a couple of mudslides. <laughs> you did <laughs> yesterday, the day before. Just you love ready. Yeah, just getting ready. Oh just gosh. summer working on my bikini bod with all the mudslides. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, speaking of that, is that like any advice that you have for first-time moms who are stressed out about their bodies and just feeling like they want to get back to normal and rushing that process? Because I feel like I mean, we're already we were already talking about like the advice mm -hmm. for babies and like kind of going through that. But I think that's a huge yeah. part of navigating the first couple of months and the first year, really. Totally. Yeah, I agree. I am still struggling with it. I mean, you know, you obviously can compare yourselves to people on Instagram. You can compare yourselves to friends. You know, I've been guilty of doing that. But, you know, you have a baby and then you just look at yourself in the mirror and you're just like, ew. Like, I at know. least for me, I know there are some women who are like, you know, giving birth is this beautiful experience and you should love your body. Your body has done so much. You know, 
in all that praise mm-hmm. of like, you should love your body Ugh. because you just gave birth and you yeah. gave life. And I'm just like, fuck off. Yeah. That's not what I want to hear. Yeah. And you're not saying that you don't think that it's like amazing that you gave birth. You right. love your baby. You love that you were able to create this baby, yeah. but it doesn't change. Yeah. That- it doesn't mean I look in the mirror and like, holy shit, I look hot. Like mm-hmm. I like to look in the mirror and, and feel beautiful and feel my best when I, when my body looks my best. And when I see, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> the body that I had after I a baby, yeah. you know, it's, it's not what you want to yeah. see, at yeah. least for me. And, no, and I'm not shaming any other moms who, totally. who have a different perspective. That's well, my it's also perspective, just but. whatever it is, when you look in the mirror, if you look in the mirror and you feel mm-hmm. like you look beautiful, you're beautiful and you're at your, yeah. that's, that's all you need. It's really like, and everybody has a different version of themselves that they love the most. Right. So I always say, look to the best version of yourself. Don't pull up these inspo photos of freaking Haley Bieber and Kim Kardashian's bodies and be like, I want to look like this. That's not, I know. that's not you. Mm-hmm. That's not realistic. Look at a picture of yourself that reminds you of a really positive, good time in your life. Mm-hmm. And you will get back to Whether it. Whether it's physical, but also how you're feeling on the inside. Remember yeah. a time in your life where you felt your best. Pull up a picture of that. Make it your fucking phone background. Oh, heck yeah. And yeah. look at it all the time. Be like, I will get back here. Totally. You have to give yourself time. That's what I'm working on right now. Yeah. I but you can also feel time. like shit though too. Totally. Because yeah. No, it's that's what, that's what I'm saying. Overnight. But like, look at, look at the you. best version of yourself and try mm-hmm. to get to that. Don't try to like yeah. go for something unrealistic. And I think it was smart. You we're like very discouraged that your pants weren't fitting and da, 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 da. And we're like, why are we going to buy new pants? And then you just bought the bigger pants. Yeah, Who exactly. Cares? You're going to wear them for a little bit, but at least you're not going to be upset that you can't put your jeans on. Because yeah. I wouldn't, I, w- I was so upset. I literally could only wear leggings and I kind of still can only wear leggings. Yeah, I same. haven't been yeah. able to fit I bought one my, pair of jeans and splurged yeah. on a bigger size. Cause I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I, they'll fit me for now. And right. right now I want a pair of jeans that I can put on sometimes. Right. So it's really hard to get dressed after. And I'm six months postpartum and I still find it to be a really big struggle to get dressed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, putting on pants, I, I can only wear leggings. Mm-hmm. My pre baby jeans don't fit. So I'm in leggings or I'm in a dress, which is fine. Um, but I know, I know what it took me last time with Joseph. So I, I know it's going to take me it's a, a process. year. It's going to take me a little bit more, but, mm-hmm. but you do get back to it. Yeah. You just have to be patient and it's mm-hmm. okay if you get what discouraged. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even like get finding a good workout class where, for example, the workout class that I take a couple of times a week, you have to sign up for it a week in advance mm-hmm. because oh, it yeah. fills up so quick. So you can't cancel. So you cannot yes. cancel. Yeah. Yes. And like, for example, today, a couple of days ago, I had put myself on the wait list. I completely forgot I put myself on the wait list for this morning's eight yes. o'clock class. And last night I got in. That's the best. And I'm like, you oh, can't cancel in. now. I'm, like, Babe, yeah. I'm going to the gym tomorrow. Yeah. So, yeah. That's so like with find a good workout class that you have to like kind of sign up in advance, mm-hmm. get into a routine. But also, you yeah, can't just cancel and lose your money. <laughs> just oh give yourself God. grace. You should not feel like less because your body isn't where you want it to be whatsoever. You are yeah. not failing. You are. You're doing so much. Yeah, and I am not working out as much as I was in the beginning just because of work and it's busy, but I'm okay knowing that like it's going to take me longer. Yeah, if I was working out every day, I could probably get back to my pre-baby weight a lot Mm -hmm. quicker, but I just can't. And you know what? I'm just going to deal with it and let the time. Yeah. And when you get to the gym for those rare times that you can, then you just freaking 
crush it. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? You get in there and you're like, it is game time. Also, yeah. side note, what I have been doing is putting the kids in the stroller and walking up hills around my neighborhood. Yes. So it's not an excuse that I don't have somebody to watch the kids and can't go to the gym. Yeah. I just, I've been doing it recently and it's been a game changer. Wow. It's actually really hard. <laughs> Any little That's thing. why I got that yeah. double stroller and I started rollerblading through my neighborhood. Yeah, I'm going to get that bit. one. Yeah, totally. And that yeah. happened that lasted for a couple of weeks. Oh, rollerblading? Yeah, I used to rollerblade through my neighborhood with the kids. Oh, wow. That seems really hard. Oh my God. It was so much fun. <laughs> but also I think the best also baby uh, baby wearing oh, oh my god yeah. when i used to carry liam around he was like a 30 pound but body weight back no? i cannot figure out baby oh. wearing i think it's just not for me i know the wraps are not for me what? but it just it feels like origami i know I, <laughs> i'm bringing the wraps over and teaching guys because now it's your second and third no it's too late no not the wrap or the baby bjorn because you are just getting into it now like it'll be I perfect i like the carrier i can do the carrier yes. but he can't face like it's he's he uncomfortable can face outward yeah but it, i think he's uncomfortable facing out right now I don't know. But give it a couple months because he's still, what, five months? Six, yeah. Six, yeah. Once he hits like eight and he's like curious of the world, yeah. we're going to want to start crawling and you just need him in place. When you face him out, oh my God, Liam loved it. Oh right. my God. Yeah. And you I was like, it he was so cute. <laughs> that was when you and I started to get really close. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. When Libby and I talk about all this postpartum, so Lara's kids are a little bit older. They're younger mm-hmm. than mine, um, four and three. So Kiki will be five she's kind in of two been, weeks. I know she's going to be five so soon. So you've been kind of out of the baby baby stage for a couple yeah. of years now. But like, what are you thinking? Like, are you it's, feeling like good with the two? Yeah, it's so crazy you see it because I've had a lot of different feelings. I think once Liam hit three, where this this probably just happened back in March, he hit three, and I'm like, we went to Disney, we went to Jamaica, but like having two little ones. That I don't have to just hover over. Oh, yeah. It was really interesting. Like, it was like also, I'm like putting to rest an air, like a time where I was like carrying them around all the time. It's like freedom. It's a little bit. Fr- yes. But it's also like saying goodbye to like a part in your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like seeing them run around and I can like let them outside in the backyard by themselves now. And I'm like, oh my God. I still have all the windows open, the sliding glass door open so yeah. I can hear everything. But I'm like, I waited for this day and now it's here and now I don't even know what to do with myself. Wow, I know. It's weird. That's kind of what I'm sad about with Delilah growing up. She's five months old. (laughs) But like she's still in the bassinet next to me. I haven't had any baby stay in the bassinet this long. I just don't want to. to The fact that she's still. She is little for her age. So she fits. She still fits. (laughs) But I'm like, the thought of putting her in the crib, then. The bassinet is done forever. I can officially done. give it away. I've had I that think bassinet. You're holding on to the baby stage. A hundred percent. I'm really very open about oh, that. Oh, same. I held on to everything. I'm holding on to every kind <laughs> everything. of little thing that she mm-hmm. does because I'm like, oh my God, this is my last baby. And yeah. she is so cute. She really yeah. is. I was hand feeding Liam the other night and I'm like, wait a minute, what am I doing? <laughs> Kev's looking at me like we are literally creating a mama's boy. But do you want to talk about your story and like yes. after Liam? So yes, so it's crazy. And and I'm lucky enough that I'm surrounded by all of my friends that are popping out babies, and like we are so full. But so after the delivery with Liam, who's our second, he was born literally the week before the world shut down, March 6, 2020. And second baby literally just popped on out and we're all celebrating, you know, he's latching onto the titty. He's loving it because he's a hungry little hippo. (laughs) 
But usually after delivery, which a lot of people don't know about, is that you birth out your placenta. Mm -hmm. And so we're waiting there, we're waiting, and my doctor is starting to get a little like agitated, like, oh no, what's going on? And all of a sudden, you know, and Kev's got the video camera going, there's like three doctors, and then from three doctors, it's four, five, six, seven, and we're just like, what's going on? Oh my God. All of a sudden, one of the ultrasound techs came in, and they're looking, and my placenta during pregnancy, which they hadn't noticed, had infused to my uterus. Wow. So it was, and this whole entire time, you know, blood, 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 sorry, TMI. Um, and it was just so crazy. You know, all of a sudden we're signing off paperwork for blood transfusions and all this other stuff. And I thank our lucky stars that we delivered at Brigham that day because they literally saved my life. Like, it was insane. So I got rushed to an emergency surgery where they ended up doing a, um, like a partial hysterectomy because my placenta had completely, completely infused. So it was like uh, wow. blood infections and everything that they were really concerned about. So ironic and funny story now that I think about it is that when I was pushing Liam out, the doctor was like, oh, do you want to see a mirror? And Kev and I have always joked, you know, like two, three kids. Kev's always like two two kids and that's it. Like we're never doing three. Yeah. Ever since we met, it was like two, maybe we'll adopt because side note, we'll save this topic for another day, but I was adopted. So the doctor was like, do you want to watch, do you want to look in the mirror and see the delivery happen? And I was like, this is before we knew anything was happening. And I'm like, yeah, I want to see in a mirror. And I remember looking up at Kev and winking at him and going, because this is the last time I'm going (gasps) to give birth swear to God. It was so wild. It was so wild. And literally like I think about it because I did say that it was the last time like I will obviously (gasps) ever give like a natural birth. So what did they do? So yeah, partial hysterectomy. I still have my ovaries. I've got my eggs and everything else, but technically like I just can't carry any more children. And how do you feel about that? You know, I feel like I definitely struggled a lot because I feel like women were put on this earth to bear children, you know? (laughs) Oh my God, I'm going to cry now. And and it's definitely something that I struggled with, just like being a woman and then like looking at my body, especially post-delivery and seeing the scars and everything else. Imagine having to give birth oh and then God, going in for an emergency yeah. surgery. And I just feel so bad. Like, till this day, I, th- I still think Kev has a little bit of PTSD. I mean, we both do. Are you kidding? But, you know, it's like, you're. I'm giving birth. He's holding our newborn baby. And then all of a sudden, they're wheeling me out. And there's just a pile of blood on the floor. Oh, my God. Oh, my you know? God. Yeah, no, that's... And unfortunately, I don't know if this is a blessing or a curse, but like my whole family is in medicine. So my stepsister is like a high risk OB. My sister-in-law is a pediatric ER nurse and my stepdad is an anesthesiologist who used to deliver babies. And of course, Kev calls them and tells them what's going on. And it's just like a freak out. So, you know, Kev, of course, is like, oh God, like what are we getting ourselves into? And I was in surgery for a couple of hours. Um, can't even imagine wow. if I was Kevin in that situation just like yeah and I remember we coming wheeling back in and they didn't want me to hold the baby at first just because I was under all these drugs and everything and I was like I just want to see my baby I just want to see my baby and they're like okay well you know 
they were asking me a question like, you know, when was his birthday or when's your birthday? What's your name? And I like told them the answers. I don't even remember what the questions were. And I remember I, I grabbed him and I looked down at him and he had no eyebrows. And I was looking <laughs> at him and I was like, babe, he's got my eyebrows. <laughs> oh my God. And Kev was like, yep, she's still pretty fucked up. Oh, oh my, my God. <laughs> yeah. Well, that story is so, so like emotional, but you're very, very strong because- after going through what you went through. Thank you. I mean, it definitely took a lot of like self-healing and just being grateful. Like a lot of my, a lot of my girlfriends are like, Laura, it's okay to be grateful, but also like curious, you know, and you shouldn't feel guilty about those feelings because at first I was like, oh my God, you know, like I still have my ovaries. I could still have a third. We can still adopt. Kevin and I always talked about adoption, being adopted myself, you know, but then I'm like, wait a minute, is this God's plan? Like, do I... do I feel guilty for wanting more when I know there are other people out there that would die to just even have one, right? you know, or have two? And I was so lucky enough to have Kira and Liam. I get one boy and one girl, but at the same time, it's more of like that curiosity. And for everybody that knows me, I've got like FOMO to a T. Like, I just <laughs> want to be involved. I want to know what's going on, you know? Like, you're pregnant, I'm pregnant. I went through Liz's pregnancy, mm-hmm. eating away her pregnancy with her, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but who knows, you know, we, we've talked about freezing my eggs. I went through all the testing and it's kind of crazy because I think that was part of a healing journey for me, um, going to get my eggs frozen because I started doing all that and doing the testing and she told me I've got great egg follicles. But then halfway through it, I was like, you know what? Like, I'm content with that. Like, I don't need my eggs frozen. Like, I'm happy where I am in my life. I don't need to do that right now. If my mind changes in a year or two, you know, maybe it's something we can revisit, but just having that validation and kind of like that closure, just reiterating like that, that's my decision mm-hmm. Yeah, was totally. was really, really what I needed. Oh my God, Thanks I'm so for proud sharing of you. that story. Yeah, I did that not was expect like, this conversation. Yeah. I know. No. <laughs> when Liz said that, I was like, okay, we're going. We're going. Well, we're I was just going to edit that part today. out if you didn't feel comfortable talking about yeah. it. But I figured, like, I know that you've yeah. talked about it a lot yeah. before when you kind of feel share comfortable. And I want to share with the world about it. And yeah. I, what, I think that this podcast, like what I'm thinking is when this episode comes out, there's <laughs> definitely women out there who have experienced something similar or mm-hmm. and. I just hope that this podcast and like this episode can help them mm-hmm. and like reach out to Lara if you are struggling for any yes. reason that's similar to hers because there's nothing better than having somebody else to talk to to relate mm-hmm. to um, who understands what you're going through mm-hmm. um, and it sounds like you went through a really long healing journey and like it took mm-hmm. multiple different steps oh yeah it's um, also really hard on the postpartum I mean just regardless of what the situation was, having a baby and then having a medical emergency follow mm-hmm. is really, really hard to deal with in your emotions, your body, your everything. Hormones, yeah, it's everything. just just give me the baby and yeah. you totally. can't oh have the baby. So mm-hmm. that's like in a whole that's a whole nother conversation of totally. just the scariness of going through something like that and how your husband supports you through that. I mean, oh, that's like, it's a lot. It's heavy. But you know what else was also interesting is that when Liz and Libby were pregnant, obviously Kira and Liam see Liz almost every day at school drop-off and they would see Liz's belly and they'd be like, oh my God, baby, baby, baby. And Kiki is a total baby whisperer. And I was like, okay, this is going to start the conversation where she's going to be like, mommy, like I want another baby. Liam's going to ask for another baby. And it's so crazy. It's like my kids were in tune and they understood, 
but they were obsessed with her baby belly. Mm-hmm. And then when I asked Kira the other day, I was like, baby, do you want mama to have another baby? Like, she doesn't know. Would we buy it? Would we surrogate? Like, <laughs> adoption? Like, do you want mama to have another baby? She goes, no. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. She's like, no, no, She's no. She's a to princess a of the house. She yeah. is oh, wow. not sharing her throne. Mm-hmm. <gasps> oh, my wow. gosh. Well, that yeah. must make you feel... Like what? A little better or no? Yeah, a little bit better. Like she knows that I'm not going to carry another child, which like is fine. Like if she but wanted you to, that might have hurt you more. I think I would have. I would have had to have that conversation with yeah. her. Yeah, you know, like, like if she really was asking yeah. for it all the time. I think yeah. If she was the, the type of little girl that was like, "Mommy, I want you to have another baby," or "I want you to yeah. have a baby belly," and like. I don't know if she understands, but she's never said that to me once. Oh. Which or so she said it tuned. to the teachers at school once because when I walked in, they were like. Kiki drew a picture today. And I'm like, oh, and, the, and they were like, is there something that you need to like? Because this is also when you were pregnant. Oh I was like, oh, gosh, no, guys. No, no. Wait, what was the picture? No, no, no. It was of me with the belly. No way. So she oh said it to gosh. her teachers, but she's never, ever been like, mommy, I want a baby in your belly. Oh, Interesting. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. my gosh. Oh, my God. Well, I'm glad that you feel, like, fulfilled and content with yeah. the two because, yeah. as you should, they are so amazing. And you have Literally a boy and a girl. Kids. They're perfect. Yeah. And yeah, when people ask me if I want to have another one, it's like no interest whatsoever. Hard no. I just, yeah, like right now, it's just hard no. Yeah. Like I feel very, very content yeah. with my three and feel just so grateful and lucky. Mm-hmm. And how, do, how are you feeling, Lib? I mean, right now I'm like all about the two and through yeah. because it's, it's just, it's hard. It's a yeah, lot. And, like, and I want a daughter. So, but like, yeah, seeing girls, I'm like, I would freaking die mm-hmm. for a daughter. My biggest fear is the boys getting married and leaving me <laughs> for their wives. And oh, I don't have like a daughter, daughter to go like will be amazing. wedding shopping with or plan a wedding. And, you know, I have to take the back seat. Mm-hmm. Like, that sucks. Like, I don't want to do that. Yeah, so we've I'd actually, to have and that. we've talked about gender disappointment mm-hmm. being yeah. a topic of an episode one day. Um, so if you guys are interested in learning or like if you are dealing with gender disappointment, yeah, I was talking to a nurse recently who I met who has four boys mm-hmm. and she's considering having another kid. And she's kind of been like mourning the loss of this daughter that she's never had. Oh, wow. And I'm like, wow. Thank you for, she was just here doing my IV and she told me this. Yeah, I'm like, amazing. thank you for being like so honest wow. because you love your kids so much. You love your four boys. And it's not like she would change that. Yeah. But. And she's not ungrateful. That gender yeah. disappointment is a thing. It is like, a real thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you kind of yeah. wanted a girl and then yeah. you had a boy. Now you're so happy. But I know. I it's, know. It's a thing. So if you guys want to hear us, like if you guys are interested in that topic and you want us mm-hmm. to bring on a really cool guest to talk about her experience, let us know. Yeah. Anything we, we talk about, we're us. as you can see, we're all open books. So, yeah. you know, we're happy to talk to anybody about our experiences and things like that. Obviously, yeah. we are not experts. We don't know everything. Yeah. We're just sharing what has worked and hasn't worked for us. And we're going to start yeah. bringing some guests on, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, we're here, we're ready, we're yeah, open Like, like Libby just said, our biggest thing about this podcast is... Connecting. What we said to each other was that we do not want to be preachers. We are not mm-hmm. here to preach. No. We are not here to tell you guys what is right versus wrong. We're just here to share our stories. And we feel like we've been through it a lot over the past five years. So I hope you guys enjoy listening. And yeah. We're um, bringing our phone conversations to the real life yeah exactly this is what we talk about on the phone every morning (laughs) in the car with our kids screaming in the (laughs) backseat i gotta go i'll call you later (laughs) (laughs) on that note all right do you want to do the log off laura yes don't forget to follow us on instagram bad wives club podcast 
and TikTok. Why do you always look to me for the TikTok? It's just bad vibes. Oh, bad vibes. Podcast. All right, guys. We'll see Until next time. <laughs> <laughs>